Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. the Lord. This is a great day. I know it is because God made it. And when God makes something, He makes it great. He doesn't just get by with it. He doesn't just, well, I think I'll just uh, give Him a little bit today. No, He gives us everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're looking at the kingdom of God. I want to ask you an important question this morning. Uh, Why did Jesus come? Huh? To lay down what? To lay down his life as a ransom? Anybody else got a reason for him coming? That? Oh, look at that. He's reading my mind. You see, lay down his life for a ransom uh, came to save us. That's part of what he did. He said it himself. Listen, I've come to preach the gospel of what? The kingdom of God. So he's come to, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. It is here. And I want you to do one thing. Repent. (laughs) Repent. Why? Because you see, the world was going their way, and the kingdom of God goes the other way. The kingdom of God is different from what the world's been doing. The kingdom of God is everything in everything that you'll ever want you'll never, never, never be able to get sad. Yeah, yeah. You're always happy. Because that's what we're looking at. We're looking at how to have true happiness. We're looking at from the, uh, what I call the Constitution of the Kingdom of God. And the beginning of that is what we know as the Beatitudes, which is the summary of Everything that the kingdom of God has and how we come into the kingdom, how we begin to function in the kingdom, and what we are to do when we're in the kingdom. So, let's just remind ourselves what we've done thus far. We, first of all, we, this is from Matthew chapter 5, and first of all, it said that we are blessed. Those who are poor in spirit. That means that we're happy. Happy, it means you've got a grin on your face. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean happiness. Happiness is something on the inside that may express itself on the outside. But happiness comes when I am in tune with, with my God, with, with my Savior, and I'm in tune walking in the kingdom of God. And first of all, there must be a... Uh, 
poor in spirit, meaning that I am, I gotta have a savior. I need a savior in my life. I am just not, I am not rich in my spirit at all. My spirit's not alive, and I want my spirit to come alive. And when you accept Jesus into your life, guess what? Your your spirit (laughs) becomes complete. It's all there. You're perfect on the inside. The problem is the rest of you, isn't it? So we, we need that. First of all, to enter into the kingdom of God, we have to receive Jesus into our life. Then it says we are to mourn. Blessed are those who mourn, for they are comforted. Now, mourning means I am sorry, Father, that I hurt you. Because every time we sin, we sin against our Father. That's right. Every time we hurt him, we don't we we're doing things that he doesn't want us to do. So we come and and say, God, I, I am sorry that I'm not uh, fully uh, trusting you and, and trying to walk in you and allow you to work in my life. I am sorry, Father. I need that. I need to be able to mourn for the sins of my life. And I need to come into you and confess, this is what's happened in my life. Now, not only to be able to uh, mourn for my sins, but for the sins of other people as well. And that's what we're looking at. We, We know that we've got many things going on in the country, in the United States of America, that should not be. And when that's happening, my heart goes out for the people to come to know Jesus. Come to know Jesus at all times. So, once we have uh, mourned, we are comforted. That's what the Scripture says in Isaiah 61. It says that we are comforted. He comforts us. In other words, we get rid of the stuff that's in us and receive His comfort. You know, what's the old saying? Just uh, get it off your chest, you know, and go and talk to you. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. Just get it out to God. When you get it out, you feel a release. And next thing you know, He's filling you with His comfort. Hallelujah. And then after that, we we gotten through that. Then we got to uh, know, hey, I got it all together now. I mean, I'm forgiven of my sins and now I can go do what I want. No, <laughs> that's not what He wants. He said, next, next of all, uh, blessed are the meek. But they shall inherit the earth. So we've got to be humble and total surrender to what God wants in our life. When we do that, then we can inherit what God wants for us. It never fails. If I think I can do it, then I'm not allowing God to do it. If I think I can do it, then I may have an opportunity to mess it up. But if I allow God to do it in and through me or for me, then it's going to be perfect. <laughs> That's the way it is. God knows what He's doing. I don't know what I'm doing all the time, but that's what God wants. So once we have come into the kingdom, once we have been sorry for our sins, and we give God total control of ourselves, then we just hunger for Him in every area of our lives. Those that are hungry will be filled. Hallelujah. So I I want to hunger for Him, partake of Him in everything in my life, and He's going to fill me up with Him. Guess what? I don't want any more of Frank. I want Him. 
I don't want me. I want Him. So therefore, I've got to have a hunger that I'm going to get rid of me. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get rid of me. Uh, in other words, the Scripture says you even got to die to self. Mm. You know, if you're going to be resurrected in the life that God wants you to have even now, you've got to die. There has to be a death before resurrection. And so, fellow, I die to me and allow Him to be resurrected in my life. And I just give Him, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm becoming more like you. Oh, everything. So when I become more like Him, I begin to walk like Him. And how does He operate with us? How many people say, oh, Lord, have mercy? <laughs> well, He does. He does have mercy on us, so therefore, that's His nature. And if that's His nature, and if I'm becoming more like Him, guess what? I'm going to have mercy on everybody else. I'm going to be like Him. I'm going to have mercy on you no matter what you do to me. <laughs> I don't care if you knock me upside the head and beat me up. I'm going to still have mercy on you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, that's now, now we get down to uh, verse 8 of chapter 5. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. <laughs> that is the ultimate happiness, to see God, to see Him in all His glory. Because you see, I don't want to see anything else. If I see Him, I have everything that I'm looking for. Now, what does it mean to be pure? It means I, um, I, I don't have any blemishes in me. I, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm undefiled. I, I'm clean. I, I hear so many people during this time when they're quarantined and say, guess what I'm doing? I call them on the phone and talk to the people of the church and they say, guess what I'm, I'm doing? Uh, I got this opportunity. I'm cleaning house. I'm going into places and cleaning this up and cleaning that up and, you know, and cleaning everything inside and out and everything. Well, that's what it means to be pure. There are places that have been in dirty in your life and now they need to be clean. Well, I want uh, Matt, Matt, you got uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 26 through 27. Mm -hmm. Sure enough. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Now, who, who is he talking about there? Her. He's talking about. No, well, probably his first was he talking about the church. And at the church. And they're going to cleanse her. Ah, that's me. Okay, go ahead. Alright. says that he might present it to himself. A glorious church, not having yeah. spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and huh. without blemish. Yeah, a glorious church. Holy and without blemish. Hallelujah. Uh, we are the church. We are the church. We are called to be the church. We're... We're the body of Christ upon the earth today, and no one's going to see Jesus unless they see Him in us. And how are they going to see Him in us? When we're clean, pure and holy, walking in the mercy of God, walking Christ-like upon the face of the earth. I mean, 
they don't want, they're looking for something, but they haven't found it yet because they haven't seen it. All they see is what's on the news. All they see is what's happening in the world. All this bickering, all this dispute, all this stuff that's going on. They need to see something that's pure and holy. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to act right all the time. What it does mean, if I don't do right, I'm going to confess I didn't do right. I'm going to confess it right away. I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm not going to try to, uh, well, maybe nobody really noticed. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any difference. God noticed. And what's important is that God saw it, and I need to go and get it clean. I need to be washed, washed. Uh, how can I be washed? What can wash me? Well, how about the Word? Yeah, washing of the water of the Word. So I, I need to apply myself to the Word, get to the Word. And, you know, it, uh, I keep telling people, you've got a lot of time now to be with Jesus and get in the Word. Yeah. Why? Because you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything else. So why not? Why not get into the Word? Why not speak to God more often? Why not let Him to speak to you? And in doing so, that allows the, oh, the freshness of who He is to come into you. Glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. How about uh, Song 24, 1 through 4? Okay, <clears throat> that's me. Um, Psalm 24, 1 through 4 states, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the, the world and they that dwell therein. <clears throat> Excuse me. For he has found it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill? Of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. In other words, who's going to stand before? Who's going to see him? Those with pure hearts. Pure hearts. Pure hearts before him. Like, like I said, we, we have all this opportunity to do other things. To do things that are going to defile us, to do things that are going to hurt us and hurt other people. But God says, listen, come to me. Let's get that cleansed so that you can see me. So that you can see me. Hallelujah. That's... Uh, Remember in First John one seven it says if we uh, if we're walking in Him, walking in the light as He is in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. So that's the ideal that's the ideal condition walking in the kingdom of God as and and walking as He is in the light. If I continue to walk as He is in the light, then the blood would just continually cleanse me. And I'll never have to get down to verse 9. If you sin, <laughs> you know. Or, or chapter one, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. You have an advocate with the Father. Well, I'll never, if I continue to walk like Him and to walk in the light as He is in the light, that blood is just continually cleansing. And I'm not going to have to, well, I messed it up again. No, 
the perfectness of God wants to be activated in us to be able to walk as He walks. And that's in the kingdom of God. It's not in the world. It's the kingdom of God. Jesus came to present the kingdom of God. He came to initiate that. He said, you've been walking in the world too long. Now you've got to walk in my kingdom. When you walk in my kingdom, this is what happens. These things can happen to you. This is where you need to be. So the choice is, uh, well, Jesus has already decided. He's decided uh, he wants you in the kingdom. He's decided that your citizenship is in the kingdom. He's decided that you're seated in heavenly places in the kingdom. The question is, have you received what he's decided? Have I chosen, I have a choice in this, how will I walk? Now, it's difficult. There should be no mixture at all from the world to hinder what I need to see. Uh, Back uh, a few years ago, uh, since I've been here in Athens, I had uh, cataract surgery. Betty, you had that, didn't you? I mean, when you had cataract, you just kind of, oh, just, you know, just sitting there and just, oh, just kind of clouds things up and kind of, oh, I can't quite see clearly here and all. And then when you had that cataract surgery, whoa, oh, boy, could I see things happen? Boy, that is great. I, my eyes are open up. I can see things. But, you know, sometimes uh, things begin to happen, begin to uh, come in and uh, cloud up that vision again. Uh, and it, it does physically, too. Because, you see, uh, last week I had to go back to the doctor and have laser surgery on this eye to get rid of some of the gook that was there. And I said, are you going to take it out? He says, no, the body is going to absorb it. <laughs> it's going to do its thing. So I had laser surgery done on this eye because this eye, I mean, I could close this eye and I could see fairly well out of my left eye. But if I closed my left eye, I couldn't hardly see a thing. I just blurred. I mean, it just I couldn't make out things. So it did this on this eye. And boy, I tell you, I've never seen so clear in all my life. Uh, uh, guess what I haven't had on this morning? I can, I can read without these things. That's how clear it's come. I can read the Scripture standing here. I don't have to go down here like this. There it is. No, I can, because my vision has gotten clearer. Taking the gook off. Now, isn't that what we need to tap out of our bodies, out of our minds? Take the gook out so that we can see clearly? <laughs> I mean, we've got to have some laser surgery. <laughs> or maybe, maybe we've got to, a, a, a cataract needs to be taken off. Um, how about in the spiritual realm? We need to have some surgery done on us to cleanse us to be able to see clearly. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I'm wait to get the next eye done. <laughs> Boy, I'll be able to see so clearly. I won't be able to leave it. This is really happening. But that's what's going to take place 
when you allow Jesus to do His surgery on you, and then you'll see clearly. Oh, with these, uh, well, yeah, how about the spiritual eyes that you have? Are they getting kind of muddied up? Are they, what, what's going on with those? You know, in, in these times that we are living in, it's really difficult because, you see, the world wants to cloud your vision. I guarantee you, if you turn on the TV, your, your vision is going to get clouded. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that because everyone's going to tell you what you ought to think and what you ought to do. And everybody's got their opinion as to how to do it, when to do it, what's going to take place, and all of this. Well, why not allow Jesus to show you what He has in the kingdom and everything else is in the kingdom and walk in the kingdom? As I said before, when you do that, the world will not affect you. It cannot affect you because you have His protection, you have His covering, you're covered in the blood when you're walking in the kingdom. Now, I don't know about you, I'd much rather be there than in the world. Remember what Jesus said, uh, you may be in it, but you're not of it. You're not of this world. So don't allow the world to cloud your vision. It's not going to help you. Uh, I, I know of somebody that... Uh, Oh, a while back, a few years ago, this person said, listen, I don't watch the news at all. Matter of fact, I hardly watch any TV. Why? Because, you see, they didn't want their vision to be clouded. They want to have the pure vision of what's in the Word, of what God is saying, of what God can reveal to them. So what am I going to apply myself to? I'm going to let God just continually cleanse me with the blood that was shed on Calvary's tree. I can see clearly. That's a song, isn't it? What was that? What had that thing go? I can see clearly now. The rain must fall. Come on, Rex, sing it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can see clearly now. That's what, when you, when you get washed of the world... I can see clearly now. Well, glory to God. Well, I'm going to end on, on this. Uh, the, uh, 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 therefore. Oh, what? Therefore? I don't need that. What am I doing with that? <laughs> That's in my way. Therefore, over here in chapter 6, Starting with verse 19, Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth or rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what are you doing? Are you trying to get what you can here on this earth? That's going to cloud your vision. But if you lay up treasures in heaven, that's going to clear things up. Oh, glory to God. The lamp of the body is the eye. 
Mm. <laughs> if therefore your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. So what are you looking at? <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you're concentrating on, whatever you're looking at, that's what's going to affect your entire being. And I don't want that. I, I, want, I, want, to look at the, I want to look at Jesus. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve what's on this earth and God at the same time. It's a mixture that's going to cloud your vision. You won't be able to see. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see through these cracks here a little bit here. <laughs> Maybe I can, I can get some of it, you know. But I want to be able to have a wide open vision to see God. Pure in heart will see God. Pure in heart will see God. And we won't read the rest of this, but then Jesus says in verse 25, Therefore, in light of what's your choice, in light of I want you to choose treasures in heaven, you don't have to worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to put on or where you're going to live or how you're going to function here on this earth. You're not going to be able to do that. You don't have any worries whatsoever here on this earth because, you see, he's already taken care of it all. So all he asks you to do is one thing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you need is added unto you. Because Why? Because Jesus came <laughs> to present the kingdom and he's telling us that's what you've got to seek first. It's not last, not second, not third. It is the first thing that you get involved in walking in the kingdom of God. You have to do that. Then when you, you don't have any worries. You don't have to worry about this, worry about that. Uh, what, retirement? What's that? Oh, that's what you store up money for. When, and when, when you get to, oh, you can't work, you got the money. Well, guess what? I've got my bank already stored up. I've got the money stored up already. I've got all kinds of things stored up. And Yeah, it's in the bank of heaven. Yes, <laughs> that's where my retirement is. My retirement is from, I don't have an earthly retirement. Uh my problem is I sit down and try to figure out how I can live with this, this, and this. And if I cut back on this, then I'll be able to function with this. See, when I do that, then I'm doubting God. I'm not living in the kingdom of God. I'm living in what the world says you got to do. And I'm not living in what God says you can do. And I want to have a pure heart with nothing affected me from the world whatsoever so that I can see Him and everything that He has for me. Where is your sight today? What are you seeing? Turn that TV off. Don't look at that anymore with that news. You can ask my wife. I get tired of it. I end up going into my sunroom, which is my upper room, which is my study, and just sit 
and begin to concentrate on Him. And when everything else is going by, everything else is coming in from Him. Hallelujah. So where is your sight today? What are you seeing? Let me pray for your sight. How about that? Father, I thank You that You've given us the opportunity to see You. So therefore, I'm asking right now for everyone to receive the blood of Jesus Christ into their life to cleanse them from everything of this world, to drive it out, and to see you only. Thank you, Father, for the clear sight that you can give people today to see you in all your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next time. Tuning in. Visit www.lateran.com for more teaching. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.lateran.com for more teaching. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Visit www.lateran.com.